This is Tirso Ornelas, and you're listening to Friars on the Farm podcast. Welcome to a bonus edition of the Gelsenor edition of Friars on the Farm podcast. I'm here with Roy. Roy, hi. Hi. Well, I another little quick chip up on a Tuesday night. I love this Tuesday trip for me. Um, I leave work at 2.30. I get up there at right around 4 o'clock. I have a little bit of traffic uh, once you get into like uh, Marietta. A little bit of coffee along the way? A little bit of coffee. I, I, dude, I got up at 4.40 that morning. and I got five hours of sleep the night before because of the, of the Padre game. Um, and then I get up there and Matt knows I'm coming. I throw on the credentials and... You know, I get up there and I was able to talk to guys. Um, you're going to hear the interview with Tirso Ornelas. Um, and he was really cool. You know, um, it's just a great little trip for me to be able to go up there and do that. So you talk to Tirso Ornelas. Yeah. And then after that, you talk to manager Tony Tarasco. Again. And then you follow that up with that day starter. That day starter, exactly. Luis, Luis Patino. Patino. All right. So we're going to play those three back to back to back here. Yeah. And then uh, we'll recap it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. We're here with uh, Tirso Ornelas. Uh, so, Tirso, I saw on Instagram yesterday, you guys went to uh, Disneyland. And so he said that it went great and he loved it. He had gone as a child, very, very young, but he didn't remember anything at all. So yesterday to have the day off and to relax, it was great to go and he had a lot of fun. All the rides were amazing. What was your favorite ride? Uh, the Star Wars? Is the Star Wars working? No, that uh, doesn't open until May 13th. Okay. Oh, este, al final, al final, nos subimos a Guardianes de la Galaxia, que era un juego que te sube como que... ¿Ese como el lavador? Arriba y pum, baja de una. He loved the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That was his favorite. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Growing up in Tijuana, did you play baseball in San Diego. Did you play Little League or travel ball here in San Diego? Este, sí jugué, pero fueron pocos juegos. Este, jugué con el equipo de show, creo que se llama. Oh, ajá. Pero jugué muy pocos juegos, jugué como unos cinco juegos o algo así. Y, y ya lo, todo lo demás en Tijuana. And so he played about five games with the show down in San Diego, but that was pretty much it. Most of his life has only been playing in Tijuana. Really? Okay. Did you play, did you have an academy or was it Little League or was it, uh, was it like travel ball for Tijuana travel ball? Era como una academia o una liga o este estaba como en esos equipos que andan viajando. Eh, no, primero, bueno, era una liga primero, ¿no? Este, y como a los, como, como que era como a los 14 años, este, me formó un equipo de México y entonces ese equipo de México te lleva a las academias, a las academias que tiene y ya ahí te ven los scouts para allá firmar. 
Uh, so he said that all his life, at first it was a league, and then when he was 14, one of the teams in Mexico signed him, and the, they take you to like the academies and okay. all the showcases where the scouts are going okay. to be to see you. Yeah, okay, thanks. So you grew up in, in, in Tijuana. Did you grow up a Padre fan? Uh, sí, este, porque desde chiquito yo, yo fui a muchos juegos este, de los padres, porque mi tío, mi tío es fan de, de los padres, y pues vivía en San Diego. Y entonces nosotros íbamos muy seguido con ellos, este, tengo unas primitas también y, y mi tío era el que me llevaba a los juegos con mi hermano. Uh, so he said that yes, because he, he has an uncle in San Diego that's also a Padres fan and they would come over very often and um, his uncle would take him and his brother and his cousins, he had like two girl cousins down there that were huge fans. Who, uh, who's your favorite player? Right now? Back then, right now, yeah. Um, that's hard. So when he was little, definitely Adrian Gonzalez, but now that he doesn't play, he follows a lot of Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton? Oh, okay, Stanton. Okay, all right. Um, last year, you were in Fort Wayne. It must have been hard going into a new culture, a faraway city, muy frío, lots of snow. Um, how was that transition? uh, so he said that definitely it was brand new experience for him. It was extremely cold. He had never seen snow or played anywhere <laughs> where it had been that cold ever in his whole life. But he had to adapt very quickly, and you have to do that in order to achieve your goals during that season. And um, yes, it was far, but he did feel like there was a lot of um, Mexican people there as well that made him feel like a family. And that was the key for him, those two things, to have that support and um, just to adapt very quickly. Was your was your host family Mexicano? The, yeah, the mom of the whole family was Mexican. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> Okay, so you hit 252, uh, 341, 392 in Fort Wayne. Um, how was working with AC and then the hitting coach John Matthews last year? Este, pues, eh, John Matthews, la verdad, sí, sí me ayudó mucho. Este, él, me, él era el hitting coach allá y, y pues él me enseñaba, siempre hacían un meeting, este, todo el staff, eh, hablando sobre el pitcher que iba a tirar hoy sobre los ajustes que tienes que hacer y todo y pues sí la verdad en realidad se ayuda mucho eso y, y bueno cuando uno está mal también este el coach trata de, de que veas videos cuando estás bien y todo para para ajustarte no y que vuelvas a cuando en tus momentos buenos 
Uh, so John Matthews helped them out a lot. Um, he loved that they had like meetings with the staff and they would talk about like the pitches of that day and who was going to come out, how they were going to play, all of that good stuff. Um, and that he also loved that when they were doing that, if they were in a slump, that they would sit them down and show them videos, what they were doing right before, what they're doing wrong, and stay consistent with them to show them the right path again. Nice. So, Come on, you say young. We very young for this oh. league. You're very young for this league. But yeah, you're hitting 262, uh, 362, and 393. The numbers are very similar, if not better, now. Uh, what? What do you? What do you? How is that going? <laughs> really? <laughs> Is it better pitching? Is it? Supongo que hay pitcher con más experiencia, no? Porque Cuando te ven un poquito de defecto, ellos te siguen tirando y te siguen siguiendo en ese, en ese defecto que tú tienes. Entonces, pues tú lo que tienes que hacer es ajustarte rápido y saber que, reconocer que te están tirando todo, todo eso. Por ejemplo, a mí me tira mucho pichón rompiendo ahorita que, que lo estoy fallando un poquito, pero, pero uno trata de ajustarse, ¿no? Y igual, como yo lo dije, ya traigo esa rutina de ver videos y trato de ver videos cuando cuando le doy bien a sus picheos y, y tratarlo de, de llevarlo a todos. Uh, so he said that there is a lot of really good pitching up here and with a lot more experience than he has. And sometimes when they see you that young or that unexperienced, they try to pick at you and just like throw you everything. And um, he's been getting a lot of breaking balls because they know that that is his weakness. But um, he's already in that routine that of adjusting and um, like watching his videos and working with that and trying to get himself better and ready for the next pitch. Fantastic. So having you know teammates, uh, you know Luis Patino, Gilbert Arias, come up here with you in Lake Elsinore. How has, has that helped you kind of transition to another new city, another new not new culture, but another new city, another new level? Este, sí, la verdad sí, porque eso me ayuda, porque ya nos conocemos desde desde uno desde antes de firmar, de hecho, este, hicimos hacíamos algunos trabajos juntos y todo. Y la verdad yo me llevo mucho con Luis Patiño y Jason Rosario. ¿no? la verdad con los que me he llevado un poquito más y, y no pues en verdad yo me siento como que en familia no con ellos porque ya nos conocemos desde que empezamos nuestras carreras y, y es feliz no que nos estén llevando como que a ese grupo juntos para para llegar a grandes ligas igual ojalá se pueda llegar a grandes ligas todos juntos y lo más rápido que se pueda uh, so he said that it has helped him out a lot, uh, that it makes him feel really comfortable and really happy. But uh, he's really close with Luis Patino and Jason Rosario. Uh, okay. And he's known all of them because they would go to tryouts way before even they signed them. Uh, so they started kind of like their career together, this whole path that they're on. And that it would be, it's awesome that they keep moving up at the same pace. Yeah. And that it would be great to take this kid, this whole group, and put them together in the major league and hopefully get there really quick. Well, and we're waiting for you. There is a bunch of uh, Padre fans in San Diego that have followed you ever since the first your first game. You played at the um, the Padres on deck game back when you were 16. And back then we were like, ah, did you just on that last spot? Yeah! We were like, we were like, yeah! And even now today on, on social media, like we guys that follow every every uh, every game. Um, has your family been able to come up here and watch you play here in Lake Elsinore? Este, pues la, mi mamá no, ahorita no se puede, no, no puede porque pues no tiene visa ahorita, este, la vamos a tratar de, de, de sacar y todo, pero la familia que tengo en San Diego, como dije antes, que tengo familia en San Diego, este, ellos ya vinieron a un juego y van a tratar de venir al juego de Día de las Madres, me, me acaban de decir, y 
pues la verdad eso, eso me tiene muy contento y me motivo más cuando, cuando mi familia y todo estamos alrededor. And so his mom, no, unfortunately, because she doesn't have a visa, but they're working on it to get her here. His family that lives in San Diego, they already came to a game, and um, they called him up to tell him that they might come to Sunday's to Mother's Day game as well. Okay. Um, and that makes him really happy, and to have like that support and um, being a family really close, so hopefully yeah. they can come. Well, we look forward to seeing you, your career grow, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in Petco here in the next few years. Yeah? Thank you very much. Let's talk about tonight. We're here with Tony, uh, Coach Tony Tarasco. Uh, Luis Patino, six innings pitched, uh, two base on balls, 7K. I thought I counted eight, but I was... What did you see tonight? Well, uh, tip my hat to him. He, he made some adjustments tonight. Um, he made some adjustments with his pitching mechanics. He eliminated extra movement tonight and he just did it and this and he went in the ball game and was able to be successful with it so that was a very good pleasure yeah he pitched he threw strikes um, he threw his breaking ball for strikes he threw his breaking ball for strikes right and he pitched aggressive was the uh, so the mechanics was that something that he's uh, was made aware of or did Zembo kind of notice that or yeah Pete, Pete's noticed it you know and um, you know you know, at a young age, it's difficult to understand that less is more. So he eliminated some things, and it made him a little bit quieter, and he had a good result. Actually, well, you know, it really seems to be it was kind of the Jason Rosario show other than the Luis Patino show. Four for four, uh, two RBIs. Uh, what does it mean to get him going? Well, hopefully this night gets him going. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I think that in Jason's struggles, he showed a, um, a real... A real good character. Uh, he's been a good team player. He's been fighting regardless of his own success. And I think that karma came back around and gave him a little bit of a blessing to kind of keep him motivated. Nice. Um, Olivia Basby, two for three tonight with an RBI and a base on balls. Uh, it's good to see him getting some hits as well. Yeah, he, him as well. I think he also tried to lessen some movement at the plate, and he did a better job of staying with himself and playing his ball game tonight. Well, uh, you know, I saw that Gabriel Arias were on the IL. I didn't see what happened there. What uh, Can you tell us anything about his... Uh, uh, he was position? sliding in the second on a stolen base attempt, and his cleat caught in the dirt, and he twisted his ankle. Fortunately, it looked like it was a lot worse than it. It looked a lot worse, worse than, than it ended up being, and so he's been doing a great job rehabbing. Ricky has been on top of it since since the get-go, and they've done a fantastic job. We expect him back really soon. Okay, good. Well, I, I caught a cleat in my rec game, and I broke my foot. So, uh, I guess God bless the youth for him being uh, okay. Uh, that's about it, Coach. I really appreciate it. We're here with Luis Patino. Luis, six innings pitched, uh, seven Ks. You really had the off-speed working tonight. So, how did it go tonight for you? Oh, yo pienso que... Gracias a Dios, primero que todo, porque tuve una buena preparación estos cinco días que tuve para prepararme para esta salida. Estuve trabajando mucho en mi comando y en usar mi, mi pichón secundario, porque me he dado cuenta que hay que utilizarlo y ser inteligente en la loma, saber jugar con, con los bateadores y confiar en uno, confiar en todos los pichos que yo tengo. Y pienso que ese fue el éxito de hoy y que disfruté el juego, que es lo más importante. 
So first of all, praise all to God. Uh, he was definitely there with him all day. And um, after, again, having five, you know, days of rest and uh, hard road games, um, you know, he came back and just went back to his pitching, his command on the mound, his second pitch, which seems like it's what's working, being smart out there, playing with the batters, and just being very confident in himself and getting that great out. Playing with the batters, absolutely. The uh, the the slider and the changeup was working really well off the fastball tonight. Yeah, I pienso que más que todo fue mi curve, mi cambio fueron los pitchers que más estuve hoy utilizando. Mi slider siempre está ahí, gracias a Dios. Entonces jugar con los bateadores que me he dado cuenta que es lo que tengo que hacer para seguir mejorando y hay que seguir así trabajando y ahora ya este juego pasó y ahora prepararse para el siguiente. So definitely his um, changeup and curveball is what he has been using a lot, and he sees that it definitely keep on playing with the um, batters, you know, being smart about it. And this game is already behind him. Uh, he put all his strength and effort into it, and now he's got to prepare for the next start. Yeah. Okay, he's talking about, uh, let's not talk about baseball. How did Disneyland go yesterday? No, no, se fue. Pienso que fue un día en el que necesitaba por las últimas cinco salidas. Algunas buenas, algunas malas, pero pienso que las la primeras cinco salidas fueron para mí, para aprender, más que todo. Soy un niño todavía en este, en este negocio, pero me he dado cuenta que las cosas a veces hay que dejarlas a un lado y seguir trabajando, que es lo importante. Pienso que el día de ayer lo tomé para disfrutar, estar con mi, con mi family, mis compañeros, y fue algo que me distrajo un poco la mente y fue lo que me hizo que hoy viniera con esta confianza well-deserved and very needed rest of day, yeah. uh, especially after the last five starts that he's had. Some were good, some were bad, um, but during those last five starts, he feels that he learned a lot. He's still a kid in this business, and he's just improving day after day, so he definitely enjoyed it with his whole family, his um, teammates, and uh, he's just preparing to come today confident and take on that mound. Okay, so I asked Tirso what his favorite ride was yesterday. Uh, what was your favorite ride yesterday in Disneyland? No, yo pienso que todo fue lindo. Fue una cosa que cuando estaba en Colombia hace muchísimos años solo veía por televisión. Y yo ayer tuve la oportunidad de ir y conocer eso. Fue como un niño viendo su cosa favorita cuando estaba pequeño. Y fue algo maravilloso ver todas las películas que vi cuando, ch mm. cuando chiquito. Disfruté mucho. Eh, estuve muchas distra tuve muchas distracciones en los juegos, en todo, en ver cómo es eso allá. Y yo creo que eso me llenó mucho de alegría. Fue lo que me hizo que hoy viniera con esta confianza a disfrutar lo que amo, a lo que hago. Y no, estoy muy feliz por, por ese día que tuve ayer y hoy por el gran juego que pude tener. Mm. That was, wow, amazing. Uh, he what, he remembers watching it when he was little in Colombia and just seeing it on TV, all the movies, all the Disney movies, and now to actually have the chance to have gone and enjoyed it, he was just in awe. And he thinks that that's what helped him out today because he came with a clear mind, you know. He finally saw like his dream come true of going there and um, all he heard about today was just the baseball game. Uh, fantastic. So you, you seem to get the same haircut. You, you and Terso uh, get the same haircut. <laughs> no, eso es algo que son cosas que uno hace, ¿sabes? Como para seguir siendo, tener nuestra personalidad. Terso le gustó que yo me lo hice y me preguntó quién me lo había hecho. Mi hijo family es como, como decimos en, mi, en Colombia, que es alcahueta, te deja hacer lo que sea. Y ellos me pintaron el pelo y pienso que Eso no es parte del juego, eso es solo una cosa como para sentirte bien y que lo hicimos como para hacer algo diferente, que fue por eso nos pintamos el pelo, pero eso no tiene nada que ver con el béisbol y 
darle para adelante y seguir trabajando, que es lo importante ahora. And so he said that, Terzo asked him, like, oh, who got it done for you? He liked it, and he said, oh, it was just the whole family that they let him do whatever he <laughs> wants to do, and they thought that it would be something fun and yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. to do. So it's nothing that has to do, like, oh, with luck or, like, baseball. They're just, you know, kids having fun, and now... All this has left is just to, you know, get getting ready for the season and improving and getting their mind. Yeah, well, the haircut is fuego, it's fuego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. No, thank you. Luis. Okay, so that was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I'm, so <laughs> I was, I was, I was entertained by Tirso. And apparently Tirso's English is better than he lets on. It's a lot better. And I asked him before, I'm like, you, do you want to speak? You know, we talked to him. He goes, "Hey, how you doing, Donovan Jones?" Had Teresa Ornelas. He, he has conversational English, um, but I think just to be on the safe side, um, you know, off off recording, we talked in English, um, and it was pretty good. It wasn't Luis Patino good, but it was definitely he could have held his own. But he preferred to use the. But interpreter. he preferred to use English, and okay. that's the whole. And I said, the idea with this is so you get used to talking to the media. So mm-hmm. if you want to use English to do this, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable with it, we use Alex right here. And Alex, this is the great thing about having Alex around. And, you know, I had a bunch of the younger, the questions about him growing up in Tijuana. You know, he's a San Diego, basically he's a San Diegan uh, in Tijuana. Um, so I wanted to get some background. I want to get him comfortable. Um, he's really, God, you know, he's just one of those lovable guys. He's He's so young. So much talent there. Like I want to like take him home and like him, like have him be our child. <laughs> That's more Liddy's idea than my idea. But well, because like, you see it in his face that these guys they are they are kids. Yeah, you I, know they've they've got the innocence, the kind of the the goofy smile, the awkwardness. Yeah, he's got a little bit. He's got braces on. Yeah, and uh, so was, other than the fact that he's six foot three with shoulders like this, he's. <laughs> He's a pretty sweet kid. Yeah. You know, and uh, no pretense, no, just really cool and as goofy and mucked up on coffee as I was. Um, I think it held it together and I think he did really well. And you saw that he didn't have to really listen to have any, many of my questions uh, translated. He went straight into the answers. So he knew he spoke English. Yeah. And Luis English. was kind of the same way that yeah. he was using the interpreter, even though yeah. we've both spoken to him yeah. in English and his English is pretty good. Yeah. English is really good. And he could have done those interviews in English. Um, it's after the game. It was like, it was late. So he like, I'm sure he wanted to get it done. I could hear from Luis that he has an interview voice now. He has, like, there's this switch that you can turn on, and yeah, I'm just answering the questions. Yeah, he was very serious. Um, you know, I asked a couple of questions about the hair and, and you know, the, the Disneyland stuff, but you're right. I mean, and when he started talking like that, I'm like, wow. Like, I almost felt like, I guess I'm a part of the media if I'm interviewing him, and I'm a media kind. Yeah. <laughs> Where, because he was very professional, and that's the whole point of doing this with a podcast. It, it allows them to work that stuff out. It allows them to... Um, find what makes what what's comfortable for them to talk. If is it to be more personable and affable? Is it to be more professional? And uh, you know, like like Luis Patino. Well, because that's all part of what they're going to go through as professionals. They're going to be development. Yeah, we're a development. Podcast. So you're not just developing an athlete on the field. You're developing. Yeah, how do you manage yourself off the field? And right. how do you deal with media? How do you deal right. with fans? Right. And I talked to him. So after that, I did. I, I asked him about maybe doing something uh, similar along the lines. We talked about this last episode. Um, similar along the lines of Mackenzie Gore doing some kind of shirt with some either doing it for Lake Elsinore Boosters 
or perhaps, you know, so he wasn't a bonus baby that maybe it's a charity from Colombia. You know, he loves his country. And that's kind of the idea I had was to like have a image of him pitching either in full extension throwing or in that his delivery is a little different and a little bit, it's a little different than Mackenzie Gore's, but it's very similar, but different. Um, you know, and having saying something like Colombian gas, you know, mm. with a little fire emoji or something like that. Okay. Just pure 100% Colombian, like the coffee. Like, His face is very recognizable, too. Yeah. He's got a very distinctive look to him. Yeah. And, and there's, the, there's, there's this uh, enthusiasm and this charisma that he just emits. He exudes. And maybe it'll be even, you know, something like that. Maybe uh, we'll find a picture online that has him, like, joking and smiling around like with the heart thing. And uh, you know, just something cool, and and we'll figure it out. But I asked him; he's going to talk to his agent. Um, he didn't hasn't got back to me yet. He said he was going to write me after uh, last night, but he didn't. And if he does, he does. If not, it's no big deal. But he was really cool to talk to. And once again, developing that, talking to the media, being professional, um, using the interpreter, uh, super cool. So you're in your conversation with Tony Tarasco. I found it interesting that he talked about some. Um, there was a mechanical change that they made with Luis yeah. that he just he just implemented, and he went out and had a very good game. Yeah. So apparently, there's some wasted motion that they got rid of in his windup. Yeah. You can't see it unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, and but every little motion, every position leads you to your next position. And so, if there's something you're doing that's not necessary, it's wasted energy. Maybe it's something that could get you out of rhythm when you get a certain way or maybe it's something that's going to fatigue you just that little bit extra when you're trying to throw 120 pitches throughout a game right and so one of the minor things that i noticed and i don't know if this matters but um sometimes he'll have his hands high and sometimes he'll have his hands just at his top of his hat um maybe that's the wasted motion maybe now mckenzie goes high you can see it and but he's been doing that since probably little league uh least patino's only been doing this uh wind since up last year since last year that that could also be a tell right um, if he does one thing for a fastball, another thing for a breaking ball, big leaguers will pick up on that like that. Right. So Look at what happened to Craig Kimbrell in the postseason yeah. last year. <laughs> it was something to do with just how he was holding his hands at yeah. his belt before starting his... Yeah. Who was, it in the, who was in the dugout going curveball? Yeah. This is going to be a fastball. And then zoop, fastball. Yeah. Oh, and then God. they were lighting him up. Yeah. And then they finally caught that. Next, in, next game, he was back to normal dominant self. So anyway, those are three really good interviews that you had with those guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Set set over there, um, where I sat. Then Mackenzie and Ronald Bolanos came over there tracking pitches, and then right behind me uh, sat Sam Gini. And I think he was with. I think the other two scouts that were there were also Padre guys. Um, so Sam Gini, like I said last episode, he's been to every game that I've been to up there. Um, and we were all watching the pod. We were all watching the Cal Control start for the Padres, and uh, you know that that game ended up not being such a great game for him, but. I was listening to those guys talk, and uh, it was real interesting. It was it was um, it was cool to get seen at the field again, you okay, know, by him, yeah, um, and talking to Tony Tarasco again. You know, um, I felt a little bit. I think I came in a little early. Um, he had just grabbed a plate. Like I had waited outside about 10, 15 minutes, um, and just as I was going in, he was coming into his office. I'm like, oh no, hold, well, I'll wait. He's like, no, no, you're here. I'm like, oh, chump move. Um, you know, I'm I'm still learning how to do this stuff. Oh yeah. And then he was fine. He he uh no one was there. But as soon as I like as soon as I walked out of that door, <laughs> Sam and the other scout came in. The other guy came in. And I'm like, all right, that's that's the way it is. That's gotta be a regular thing. Like a you know, how did how'd it go? What'd you see? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm glad to do that because also for him as as a as a manager who was, you know, the outfield coordinator, um, for him to get used to talking to guys and you hear it. You hear it. This is very, his first time managing at any level. Right. And you hear that in the that professionalism, that interview voice, those interview answers. They're insightful, but yet there's not much, you know, there's not it's I'm a media guy. Yeah, it's it's packaged. It's only he's only right. giving you what you need. He's answering your question, not giving you any extra information. Right. Because it's I mean the stuff. Who knows who's listening to this? Exactly. So if he's got something he says about somebody's dealing with some injury, whatever, that goes out. Or if he says something about like a personality, whatever, you don't know. I mean, because there's stuff that they want to keep in that within the organization in that locker room because you never know who's in the middle of trade talks or who's going to earn an advancement or who's not going to get promoted even though they're doing well on the field because of some off the field something or other absolutely or he says something about a player and it's like and they may take it the wrong way or whatever um but i i really appreciate that access that i'm granted with him um i need to get a camera because i can get on the field i'm not going to stand in the dugout with your phone with my cell phone (laughs) Um, and believe me, I, I, I've, there was 15 people in the whole damn place and I could have just stayed, you know, I could have walked out and took pictures of bullpens and batting practice, but I'm not going to do that with my cell phone. So maybe, you know, maybe if you just wanted to take a couple that might not be so bad. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. Ask Matt about that. I don't know. But anyway, um, that was, that was fantastic. I'm glad you've had the opportunity to get up and do that. And I'm looking forward to the next time you do. Maybe, hopefully maybe one of these times we'll, uh, Angela and I can pull a credential and we can do the same. Dude, just just email Matt. He's super cool with it. And just let him know you're going. I, I emailed him a couple days ahead of time, the night before, and then the day of. Okay. And he's like, I wear a large. I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to buy him a <laughs> Yeah, we no. owe him a shirt. <laughs> and I'll get him a shirt. But I, we appreciate what he does. Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interviews. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Go Padres. Go Padres. Go Padres.